Welcome back everyone, my name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for almost nine years now, have two awesome kids, and our mission here is to create compassion for communities that are misunderstood, marginalized, and or abused by their leaders, as well as empower those who have left, like Sam, by giving them a platform to share their stories with the world. Yes, and thank you all so much for your support through subscribing, liking, and sharing our videos. We really do appreciate all that you have done for us. We're going to be talking today about the last episode on the documentary Three Wives, One Husband on YouTube. Yes, it is all about the Rockland Ranch group, and we wanted to make a special episode about this fourth and final part of the series because it has such an interesting underlying topic, which is basically polygamy and the law in Utah. Yeah, so it's an interesting dynamic because there is a lot of polygamy, uh, polygamists in Utah. Do you, know, do you remember how many about? Yes, there is supposedly about thirty to 40,000 active polygamists in the state of Utah right now. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of members. So when they talk about these laws that the government is considering or not considering putting into place, either way, it is affecting a lot of people. And Utah has a very interesting history with law and polygamy because in order for them to become a state was one of the first reasons why the manifesto in 1890 with the mainstream Mormon church, the manifesto came out saying, you know, denouncing polygamy and saying that they were no longer going to practice it. And that was part of them becoming a state at all within the United States. So it's very interesting that they kind of had to end polygamy in order to become a state. And since then, there have been plenty of laws back and forth on whether or not polygamy should be legal, illegal. Right now, polygamy is illegal in all 50 states, including the state of Utah. But they have done certain things to try to accommodate for the fact that the religious people within Utah are going to practice it anyway. Whether they claim that they're practicing polygamy or just have multiple women in their house, right? However they want to spin it, they're going to continue living, uh, practicing polygamy. Something that I respected from the Rockland Ranch group is that they didn't want to just say, no, these are just women living in my house. They wanted to be true about who they were. And that's one reason they felt the need to stand up for their rights because they wanted to be open about what they're doing in the, in, in the practice of polygamy. Yeah, growing up in a small town outside of where Sam grew up in polygamy, we were very familiar with the polygamous community out there. And I remember my mom always telling me as a young kid, she was like, well, it's more respectful for a man to say, I want to actually be married to these women and take care of and have families with and support and love multiple families than what it is for a man to just go sleep around and have a bunch of baby mamas. Yeah. So their willingness to say, okay, I am actually dedicated to this person. I call them my wife because I love them. I'm creating a family with them. That part of it feels like it should be respected in some aspect towards, you know, with the law. And so it ends up in such muddy territory, but you're right. The fact that the Rockland ranch group, they said, no, I'm not going to call my wives mistresses. I'm going to call them my wives out of respect for my wives. Right. And we have to remember too, that if you just look at it that way, then, oh, then what's the big problem? Why do we need to, why does the government even need to worry about polygamy? Why is it a big deal? Why not just leave them alone, let them live their lives? Well, 
The problem is, is in some communities, aka the one I grew up in, the FLDS community, there was things happening, abuse, especially to minors, to younger girls, that is just not okay. And that's where the government had to stand in, stand up and say, okay, we got to create some kind of law to prevent this from continuing on. Yeah, it's a very tricky situation and a very fine line between religious freedom and having to protect women and children from situations that they can't get themselves out of. If they're born into the FLDS community, they don't even know that there's other options out there. That being forced to marry somebody that's 20 years your elder while you're still a minor isn't normal, isn't something that should be forced upon them and all the things that come after that and the different forms of abuse. So Utah's had a very tricky time <laughs> trying to find a balance between protecting people's religious rights and being able to, like the Rockland Ranch Group, take care of their families and things in situations where it seemed, at least from the documentary, that there wasn't the same kind of abuse that was in the FLDS. Now, emotionally, that's up for debate, whether or not there's a certain amount of emotional abuse just being in those situations. But as far as like physical and sexual abuse, they didn't mention anything like that within the documentary. Not again. saying it didn't happen. We don't know. And we, we because we have talked to and have had interviews on here uh, with people from other groups uh, that have mentioned some abuse happening in different polygamous groups as well. So we're not saying that no, nothing bad ever happened in the Rockland Ranch, but it didn't show that in any of the the episodes. And you can't blame something like. Polygamy itself isn't a construct to say, okay, because they're polygamous, that means abuse has to happen. And we want to make sure that we're clear in that, that just because somebody is polygamous and has multiple wives or multiple families does not mean that there has to be abuse. Of, of a physical type anyway. Yes, of a physical or sexual yep. way, you know, ways that are typically prosecuted. Yep. But on that same note, it does seem like a lot of, there's been multiple cases in different communities, particularly the FLDS, that those polygamous actions leave room for greater chance of those type of abuses happening. Yeah. Statistically speaking, they're more likely, children in that community are more likely to be abused or to be married off young and have sexual abuse, those type of things, than the other children in Utah. So those are the statistics that lawmakers are looking at when they're trying to decide how can we protect those women and children and also not make it a felony if people aren't being abused and aren't having those issues. Yes, and, and so I believe it was in 2017, the documentary shows clips of this. The government was trying to make another, pass another law to prevent some of these things from happening, these, these abuses. and. Of course, the Rockland Ranch looked at it as, oh no, they're just trying to take away my rights. They are trying to criminalize what I am doing, how I'm living. That is not okay. I should be able to live this way because I'm being respectful. We have these great families. So they actually went to Salt Lake City to, uh, I guess, stand up against what they were trying to pass and stand up for their beliefs. Yes, and I went and looked and researched a little bit into what was happening in 2017. And it looked like they were trying to make specifically... The law was trying to make it tougher penalties and felonies on if there was 
certain laws broken along with polygamy. So for instance, if there was child abuse along with polygamy, they could charge them more harshly right. as a way to basically try to not let people use polygamy as a guise to mistreat or do criminal acts. Right. Which, again, in 2017, at this point, Warren Jeffs have been in prison for a while now. And I think a lot of it stems from the problems in the FLDS. Oh, yes. I mean, I say that, but I know even right now the Kingstons have lawsuits going on and that there are things happening with the Kingston leaders. So it's not just the FLDS oh. where people are abusing their power within seems communities. To be, <laughs> it seems to be the most on the news is about the FLDS. But yes, there are definitely problems and things, abuses happening uh, in the other groups as well, like the Kingston group. Yes, and I mean, we're just naming the ones that we like know for sure have happened or people that we've interviewed. Again, this Rockland Ranch group is very, very small, and if they're not having those abusive problems, then that's amazing, and I'm super grateful for them, and if their children don't have to go through that, that's fantastic. Yes. But when creating a law for an entire state, it gets trickier. It, so they were trying to make it so that it had harsher penalties, and that happened in 2017. And then, so in the oh, show, sorry. in the show, they stood up against this this uh, law, and it actually was not passed at that time. So they were, uh, as you can imagine, the Rockland Ranch. They were very excited, very happy about the fact that they stood up for their beliefs, and the government stood down. I guess you could say. But later on, I believe still in 2017, later on that year, they did pass the law. Maybe they tweaked it a little bit, but they did pass a law against uh, or making polygamy illegal. Yes. And in Rockland Ranch, they had mentioned that even the, you know, Enoch's dad started, he had, he served prison time mm -hmm. for polygamy. Sam's grandfather served prison time for yes. polygamy. Yep. And so it's a real fear for these families as well. The idea that if it's illegal or it became illegal again in 2017, then they have to have fear of going to prison just purely for being polygamist. Mm -hmm. Because as far as I know, like when Sam's grandfather was put into prison there wasn't abuse there wasn't he didn't have other crimes attached to his polygamy right. it was purely for polygamy mm -hmm. and so there's a history of people being detained and serving time for just the right. act of polygamy. so they were very so. afraid both the men and the women were mm -hmm. back back in my grandfather's day it was just the man the men were thrown in prison for practicing polygamy but it seemed like the Rockland Ranch, they were afraid that they were going to imprison the husband and the wives uh, and then leave the children in a foster home. So that's that was the idea going through the homes in the Rockland Ranch when this was about to be passed. Yeah. And I mean, they said multiple times, like, we should have the right to choose our faith over the law. And something important to remember with Mormonism in general and the practice of polygamy is that from the very beginning with Joseph Smith, the very first prophet of the Elias Church, when he started practicing polygamy and Brigham Young, it's always been illegal. It's always been something that, I mean, the saints got driven out mm -hmm. from the Midwest and brought to Utah. And part of that religious freedom that they were looking for, a huge portion of that was because of polygamy. And so for all offshoots of Mormonism, when it comes to polygamy, there is that history and there is the piece of them that when they're getting persecuted for polygamy, while obviously nobody wants to go to jail, nobody wants to be imprisoned, they know that it's more important for them to stand up against the law and do God's will instead. And that if they do, they'll be rewarded. And that has been constantly repeated and, you know, yeah. repeat, rinse, repeat, like it's the same thing over and over. And so even in 2017, 
They were very happy, obviously, that didn't go through, but no matter what was going to happen, they weren't going to stop the practice of polygamy because they believe that it is more important to follow God's law than the state's law. Then later on, the law was passed, and but now it, it's a little different. They say that it's about the same as a parking ticket as far as... Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay, uh, as, far, as far as like what would happen to someone that was caught practicing polygamy. So that law change happened in 2020. Oh. So in 2017, they made harsher... It just made it a lot more punishable. So it went from like five years if there were criminal crimes attached to polygamy to up to 15 years in prison. Um, mm. In 2020, they decriminalized it in a major way. It's still illegal to practice polygamy or bigamy, but it is now the equivalent of like a parking ticket. It's a misdemeanor for that itself. And the reason that they did that from what I was reading and researching was so that if people did have a secondary crime happen to them, they were willing to come forward with that crime because they weren't in fear of, okay, well, just because I'm polygamous, I'm going to go to jail even though I'm the victim. Or if somebody that I know was a victim, I can't report it because they're part of a polygamous relationship. So in that case, you know, obviously the state of Utah in general is not going around and like knocking on doors and trying to find polygamists. That's not the case. They're trying to find a balance between a law that can protect children and women from abuse while still finding a way to be able to work on the fact that it's illegal, right? So to try to, yeah, they want to make sure that the that polygamous families that feel they need to report a crime can come to the police and tell them without getting themselves in trouble. And so that's this, the tricky part about the law. And I think that's why they changed it in 2020. Sorry, I, I thought it was 2017, but 2020 is when they, they lowered the the amount that would, I guess, the, uh, the punishment. Yeah, a punishment for polygamy itself. However, those secondary crimes like abuse or sexual abuse or even fraud because there was a lot of fraud happening primarily again we just know more about the flds than the others right but i've heard it happen in multiple polygamous communities where like the flds they also got caught in fraud because if the first wife was the only one that was married then these other women were getting you know 11 children without any father they were able to get food stamps they were allowed to get a lot of state funded support and that was fraud because really they did have families and they did have a husband, but because they weren't legally married, they were taking advantage of system. lots of, yeah. yeah, of a lot of free things. And so, and then in the FLDS, the women were getting those food stamps and then the church was taking them and either was getting cash for them, was taking all of that yeah. as well. So it was a lot of fraud and a lot of more like continued abuse by the leaders of the FLDS. But those type of secondary crimes are still just as punishable as the 2017. They just lowered the act of polygamy itself or claiming to have more than one wife or spouse as the illegal, the misdemeanor, the small illegal part. So that hopefully communities will come forward and be more open with abuse that's happening. Yeah, which I think is a a good change. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think it'll definitely help people realize that, hey, we're, we're, we're not legalizing polygamy, but we also don't want to rip families apart, and we want to be here to help those in need. And uh, to me, at least the quick review that we did, maybe there's details that are things that we wouldn't agree with, I don't know, but the, the recap of the law seems like they're really trying to help. Yeah, and again, these other 
just statistically, again, there's definitely groups in polygamous families that there are no abuse, and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that makes me super happy for them. But statistically speaking, abuse and these secondary crimes are so much more prevalent within polygamous communities. And that's what the state is really trying to avoid and prevent and do everything they can to protect right. those people. So it's a tricky situation. It's a tough line between religious freedom and not letting abuse happen under the guise of religion. Mm-hmm. And just to point out, I think that polygamy in general is hard for the for the natural human, right? It's hard to share. Now, and there will probably be some of you watching that would disagree with that because I have we have received some comments that people, oh, I love polygamy. It's the best thing ever. And, and they're probably the first wife. <laughs> 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 or you're meant to be the first wife. Yeah, I don't know, but... But it seems like that there is definitely a lot of just hardship amongst the feelings of the wives that that they're always having to share their husband. So that goes without saying. But I also think that there is the, the, the underlying problem is that a lot of these groups put one person over everyone else, that this person is in charge and everyone else has to obey. That's where the main problem comes from because that allows that person to get away with whatever normally he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's that that is just not okay. That and it shouldn't be the case that one person has control over everyone. Yeah, and that is one thing that made the Rockland Ranch group also a little bit different is that they seemed more independent. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk about a prophet. Yeah. They didn't talk about there being that one person in charge. They did have like a council of people that helped create rules together for the community itself, but not as like a religious leadership at all. And it even seemed like Enoch, you know, he performed baptisms mm-hmm. himself. I believe it was his father did the marriages. It all seemed a lot more independent than these ideals of there's one man in charge and that's it. Or maybe it's just the man that is the father in the house becomes the man in charge. But that group did seem different in that way. Which is unique and interesting and odd to me that a shoot off from the mainstream Mormon church could live that way and be okay without with a it. prophet without a prophet because the 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 church from the beginning when it was uh, restored by Joseph Smith it was restored with a prophet and was taught that there had to be a prophet mm-hmm. that there always had to be a prophet until the end of days and so if someone knows please reach out to us or leave a comment here on how the Rockland Ranch how they're okay with not having a prophet. At least in the in the documentary, it seemed like they didn't have a prophet. Maybe they do, and they just didn't mention it. But we would like to know what that answer is. Yeah, so please let us know. And when you were saying that it seems like it's hard, one of the wives did say, it's difficult and it's meant to be. Mm. And again, they said it in a million different ways. I've tried to quote their own words as many times as possible, but they really do believe that's how it's supposed to be. And the final thing that they kind of said at the end, other than the fact that it did become illegal again in 2017 after their celebrations. But also, Lydia will be joining the family of Enix, yes, so he will true. end up getting a third wife. The first episode made it seem like they may not end up together, 
And even all the way through the end of all four episodes, they didn't Lydia end up together. Lydia wasn't there. But they did leave a little comment at the very end, the after credits. you got to stay for the after credits. <laughs> no, they, they left a comment that she would be joining the family. So it seems like now they're together. The Enoch with his three wives. Yes, and this film was done, this documentary was done quite a while ago. If anybody knows of anybody who would want to be on the show and tell us more about the Rockland Ranch, we would love that. Yeah. We would love to compare more with someone, you know, face-to-face. -face. They actually there. lived it instead yeah. of just through documentaries because we know how edited and however they want it to come across all these documentaries can and, be, right? And just from the time from 2017 until now, a so lot, I imagine, change. has changed. So... If anyone is interested that is from that group, or if you know someone from the group that is interested, please email us at growingupinpolygamy at gmail.com. Yes, or comment below if there's new videos on new information about the Rockland Ranch group that we can review that. Yeah. We'll just try to go vicariously through videos on YouTube, and we'll do our best. <laughs> We're getting good at that. <laughs> but thank you all so much for being here. Please like and subscribe if you want to hear more about what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy, and we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you all so much. We'll talk to you soon.